And now, on Prophetic Faith. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into Volume 3 of the Law of Faith. And tonight we're dealing with portals. Yes, I'm talking about heavenly windows that are open up at an appointed time that brings forth the miraculous and the impossible in your life. If you're watching this, I guarantee you that you probably need a miracle. You need some type of breakthrough in your life. Well, tonight I'm going to show you what happens and the power of when the portals of heaven are open in your life. And it's open up by the law of faith. So let's get into this message right now. And I know that it's going to build you up. And I will see you at the end of the program. Now, part three, we're going to learn about portals. Portals. Say that with me. Portals. Matthew 7, 7. Look at this right here. Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall what? Find. Knock, and what? The door shall be open unto you. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for every person that is here today that is being a part of this service that's assembling together with the brethren. I just praise you for this. I thank you for those that are watching on Facebook and on television. I'm just so thankful that the word of faith is getting out. That faith is our victory even in this hour. And I thank you, Lord, that you are showing up and showing off big time in this time and in this season. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise. And everybody said, Amen. <clears throat> so he says, ask and you'll what? You'll receive it. Seek and what will happen? You're going to find it. Knock and what's going to take place? The door's going to open. <clears throat> now religions came in there and said, Ask, well, you might, you might not. Seek, but you, you may not find it. Knock, hey, but don't expect the door to always to open. That's what religions come in to say. But here's what I want to ask you today. How do we know what to, to ask for? How do we know what to seek after? How do we know where to knock? That's a good question, isn't it? Because you see, yeah, that may be the case that I can ask and I'll receive and I can seek and I'll find and I can knock and the door will be open. That's good. That's great. But I've got to know what to ask for. Amen? How many knows you can ask for the wrong thing? That God's not going to stamp His approval on and He's not going to do it. How many knows that you can be seeking after the wrong thing? Come on. And you can be knocking on some doors that you wish you hadn't opened. Somebody say amen on that. You can do those things. So we need to know and understand what God wants. I, I said this the first week. 
The law of faith, that word law in the Greek means something that produces something that God can approve of. That's what the law of faith does. All right, so faith is put into motion where the will of God is known. Let me say that again. Faith is put into motion where the will of God is known. If you're going to have this ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open, you've got to know what God wants. Amen? You've got to know His will. There are many people today that are trying to operate by faith, but they have no clue what God wants for them. Somebody say amen. This is why we need to be in the Word. This is why we need to be in church. This is why we need to be seeking God. Why? Because He is constantly revealing unto us what He wants. As a matter of fact, our brother James said, he said, if any man lack of wisdom, what? Let him ask of God. God will not despise him for asking, but He will give unto you what you're asking advice on. Amen? So we need to know. So faith is... And put into motion, the law of faith is put into motion where the will of God is known. Let me take you back to the leper again one more time. Remember what he said to Jesus. He said, I know you can. If you want to, you can make me clean. Now, is it enough to know that God can? No, it's not enough. Everybody and their grandma knows what God can do. When you start stepping into what God will do, that's when this is where you lose a bunch of people. Well, hold on a minute now. You can't say what God's going to do. Nobody knows what God's going to do. Why well, have His Word? Come on, somebody. His Word tells me what He'll do every time. Amen? So, the, so faith is put into motion where the will of God is known. Now let's go to the law of gravity again. I, I keep using this every week. Now, the law of gravity states that what goes up must come what? That's a given, right? It's going to happen. If I jump up right now, I only jumped up once a week. I, I'm not going to do it again. All right? So if I jump up, I'm going to come back down, right? No matter what? No matter what. All right. So how does the law of faith, or excuse me, the law of gravity work? <clears throat> you have to have two masses. The greater the mass of something, guess what? the greater gravitational pull it has. That's why, all right, case in point, all right, the sun has more gravity than the earth does. Why? Because the sun is much larger in mass than the earth. You say, what are you getting at here? Do you know that the law of faith works the same way? Now how? Okay. The more... The, of the knowledge and the understanding and the will of God that I know, the more mass is to my faith. Are y'all getting this now? The more, the more of the will of God that I'm aware of <clears throat> and that I know that He will do, the more mass is, is put into my faith. You see, if, if I'm looking at a situation and I'm not quite sure what God is going to do and I just don't really know how He's going to respond to that, there's not going to be much mass to my faith. So, so let's go back to the law of gravity. If there's not much mass, it doesn't have that much of a pull to pull something towards it. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? See, if you only know, if you only know a little bit about the deliverance of God and how He'll set you free, you don't have much gravitational pull 
Come on, your faith doesn't have that much pull to pull in deliverance in your life. Are y'all starting to get this now? See, the more you know, the more you expound on the will of God, the more you get His understanding in you, the more you get His wisdom in you and His knowledge in you, the bigger, the, the more mass that your faith has. So let's go back to the law of gravity. What happens when you have more mass? You have more gravitational pull. How many wants to pull God's blessings in your life? How many wants to pull some uh, prayers answered in your life? Well, then you need to get some mass to your faith. In other words, you've got to do some digging. He said, study to show yourself what? Approved. He didn't say, let the pastor do it for you. Come on, somebody. He didn't say, let your favorite preacher do it for you. He said, you do it. You get into my word and you seek my will out. You see what I have to say about your situations that you're dealing with. The issues, the problems that you are facing. What does my word say I will do about it? And as you begin to get that in you, the more mass your faith gets. How many knows everybody in here has been given a measure of faith? Is that correct? Everybody. But what you do with it determines how big it's going to get. Again, let me use this easy explanation. Everybody in here has the same amount of muscles as Eddie Hall. How many knows who Eddie Hall is? Super strong man. You have the exact same muscles. But guess what? His are far more developed. He has, or let me say it like this. He has more mass on his muscles. So you know what? He's able to pull heavier things towards him, bigger things towards him than you can. But yet you, all, you both started off with the same amount of muscle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, faith is the same way. You want more mass to your faith? And I assure you that you do because that gives you the ability to pull bigger things in your life. Oh, come on now. Then you've got to get the, the knowledge and the will and the understanding of God in your life. The law of faith is put into motion where the will of God is known. Alright, so... <clears throat> let's look at the definition of portals. What does that mean? It means a doorway... A gate. We talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Alright, a gate or, or uh, another entrance, right? Especially a large or imposing one. So it's a type of doorway that is open. You, where do you see something like this in the Bible? He said, when you bring the tithe into my storehouse, what did he say he'd do? Come on, Bible readers. He said, I will open up the what? The windows of heaven. That's portals. That's floodgates, doorways. I will make an entrance from heaven to your life, and I will pour you out through that portal, through, through that opening. Blessings are going to flow into your life. <clears throat> so would you agree with me today that we need portals to be open in our life? Amen? We need these things. All right, now let me tell you what God said to me. It's been several, several months back. But He gave this word to me one day, and I'm going to share it with you. He said to me, He said, Faith is the key to get you what you want. How many want some things in here? How many desire some things? All right, He says, Faith unlocks every door. Listen to what I just said. 
He said, faith unlocks every door. What is a portal? It's a doorway. Okay. He said, it's all that is needed. Some of you are facing some tough times, terrible times, or stressing times, and you're looking around saying, what do I need to happen in my life? Something has to break through. What do I need? Let me tell you one more time. He said, faith is all that is needed. Faith is the key that unlocks the portals of heaven. What kind of key? What kind of faith? The law of faith, right? So when I put the law of faith into motion in my life, what's it going to do? It's going to open up portals for God to come in and move into my life. And I'm going to show you Great examples today of this in the Word of God, and your eyes are going to be open. Matthew 6, 10. Matthew 6, 10. Do I have that up there? Okay. It says, The kingdom of God, thy kingdom come, thy will is done, where? On earth as it is in heaven. Now, guess what? We do not pray this way. We don't say, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here's why we don't pray that way. Because the kingdom has already come. Jesus brought forth the kingdom. He said, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. He said this to the disciples. He said, when you go out and you heal the sick and you raise the dead and you cast out devils and you do all this other stuff, He said, you let people know that the kingdom of God has come unto them. So when we say kingdom of God, we're talking about a realm. Say that with me, realm. Anywhere, watch this, anywhere that is in the king's realm is governed by the king. Everything. Everything goes by the way he says it. It's his way or no way, right? So when you have the kingdom of God, that realm unleashed in your life, things in your life begin to go what kind of way? God's way. And that's exciting. That's good. Because we want things in our life to go the way God wants them to go. Because He's got only the best. Alright, so we pray this, and this is what Jesus was saying. He said, pray that portals be open. Pray that the doorway be open and heaven come down to earth. What's that cause to happen? That causes things in your life to begin to match up with things that you're going to talk, or you're waiting on in Beulah land. Amen? You see, so many churches, so many people in the body of Christ are so caught up in what's going to be. One day we're going to go to heaven. One day there's going to be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears, all this other stuff. And they don't realize that Jesus said, you are to pray heaven down now while you're waiting. One day we're going to go and be with Him. But in the meantime, He said you should be praying for portals to be open in your life that heaven will be released. Go to Luke uh, 17, 21. Look what Jesus said right here. He said, They shall say, uh, Neither shall you say, Lo, here or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? In you. Where's this law of faith? It's in you. He said, A man shall believe with his heart. So that law of faith, when you put it into motion, you put it into motion where? Here. What's that do? That begins to open up portals of heaven that's going to be released out of you. 
Oh, somebody getting this today. It's not around you. See, I'm going to tell you one more time that you come out of your mess here first before you see the evidence of it here. You come out here. You see, what God has placed the entire kingdom of God on the inside of you. Why? Because He lives on the inside of you. It, isn't it amazing that a God so big, so vast, the Bible says He measured out the waters of the sea in His hand, but yet that fullness of God lives on the inside of you. My Lord. <clears throat> All right. So... In this dispensation of time, the kingdom of God only manifests on the earth through you and I. Now one day Jesus is going to come and the whole earth is going to be under the kingdom of God. And He's going to rule with a rod of iron, right? But until then, in this dispensation of time, how is the kingdom of God manifested? It is through people that are believing and walking by faith. Somebody say amen. And somebody say, that's me. That's me. I'm going to manifest the kingdom out of me because this is the way, the portal that God works through on the earth. See, you and I, the church, the body, we are the hands of God working on the earth. Do you understand that? That if you take us out of here, this world is over. See, you got to understand how much power you have. I love what uh, this one man of God, his name is Kent Christmas. How many has ever heard of him? He got up and they had that national day of prayer in Washington, D.C. And he got up and started prophesying. How many has ever watched that prophecy on Facebook? It was just a, a month or so ago. Well, this is what he said right now that God is saying. He said, it's not time for the body of Christ to go hiding in a cave. Come on. This is not a time to retreat. This is a time to advance. Because God has given us faith to have the victory. Now, how does a diseased body... I want you to look at this now. Picture this in your mind. How does a diseased body with no hope whatsoever naturally suddenly... Somebody say suddenly. Suddenly, life comes to that body and the disease is destroyed and life comes again. How does that happen? Well, God performed a miracle. Well, be more specific. How does that happen? Let me tell you how that happened. A portal was open for that person. Health is in heaven, right? There's no sick people in heaven. Amen? None. And Jesus said, when you pray, you pray that the will of God be done where? On the earth as it is in heaven. So if there's no sickness in heaven, there's only health. When that portal is open, what happened? When somebody received healing in their body, and I'm not just talking about from a cold or something like that. I'm talking about the disease was eating their body. But a miraculous thing took place. Health came to their body. How did that happen? A portal from heaven was open. A doorway was open. How? By the law of faith. Matter of fact, as if you read any, if you do any study on Smith Wigglesworth, he said when he would pray for the sick, and some of the people that he would pray for, I'm telling you, they were in rough shape. I mean, hopeless in the natural. 
I'm not talking about a little hiccup or a cough or something like that. They were diseased. I mean, they were badly uh, beaten by the enemy. He said he would immediately shift his focus. He was not focused on the sickness. He was not focused on the person. He would, he would literally, he said, I would literally transport myself to heaven. I would be in the heavenly courts and healing would come. And I'm talking about... I'm talking about in his ministry, I mean, just miraculous healings took place. One, one little boy came in, he, his lungs were, were just totally ate away, and he had to have an iron lung. I don't know if you guys remember what that was, but he would have to carry a big tank. That was his lungs. And he walked out of there dragging that thing behind him because he was completely whole. You're talking about a man that rose... 20-some people from the dead. So I think he knows something that he's talking about here. And he talked about how he would literally have a window of heaven open and the miraculous would begin to come. And this is what Jesus is talking about. He said, the kingdom of God is where? It's on the inside of you. So if you see people around you that are hurting, or maybe you've got situations in your life, and you're looking around and you're saying, I don't know what to do, you've got to understand that all you need is a portal from heaven to open, and it's going to come from within you. That when this opens, the miraculous, the impossible begins to take place in your life. Somebody say, Amen. Now go with me to 2 Kings 6.33. <clears throat> 2 Kings 6.33 And while he had yet talked with him, behold, the messenger came unto him, and he said, Behold, this evil is of the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any longer? Then Elijah, verse 7, Then Elijah said, or chapter 7, verse 1, Then Elijah said, Hear you the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, Shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria? And the Lord was on whose uh, and the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, "Behold, if the Lord would make a window of heaven open up, might this thing be?" And he said, "Behold, you shall see it with your eyes, but you will not taste of it." Now what's going on right here? Let me give you the backstory. So there's a severe famine going on because the Arameans are now encamped and surrounding the city of Samaria. And it's so bad. Listen to this right here. It is so bad that they're eating their own children. So I'm not talking about, oh, there's a little scarcity of food. This is how bad this was. Praise God. Portals. When we operate in the law of faith, we operate in a realm where portals of heaven are open. The word, the word portals means a gateway, a door into another realm, into another place. And see, Jesus told us to pray this way. When his disciples asked him, they said, Master, how should we pray? He said, you pray that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now how is that possible? It is done through portals. That when these doorways are open in the kingdom of God, it brings forth supernatural abundance. Now, 
when you operate in the law of faith, you cause supernatural abundance. You cause the miraculous. You cause the impossible to come forth and to operate in your life. And truly, as Jesus said, he said, nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. Why? All because of these portals opening up. Now, I want to take this time to pray over you that breakthrough will come into your life, that a doorway will be open, and that heaven will come to earth in your life. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't care how impossible it looks, I don't care how tough it looks right now, one opening and heaven coming to earth in your life will change everything in your area and in your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you right now, and I lift up every person that is watching this program, Lord. Father, I ask you right now to open up the portals of heaven in their life, Father. I ask you, Lord, that the law of faith, that as they put this into motion, that the super uh, abundance and, and the miraculous will come forth in their life, Father. Truly, there is nothing impossible with you. And Lord, I thank you that you are, as David said, the Lord of the breakthrough. And I thank you, Father, for bringing forth the miraculous and the impossible in their life, just as you always do. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. I thank you for this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Listen, God is faithful. And I want to take this time to let you know that if you want to know this God that I talk about every single week, preach about, teach about, whatever, He is absolutely knowable. He is reachable. That's what I love about God. So many people paint Him as just this untouchable being on a throne somewhere. No. He's, yes, He's so mighty. He's so vast. He holds all the universes in His hand. But yet, He is so small that He fits in our hearts. This is the God that I'm talking about. If you want to know Him, it's very simple. Just ask Him. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins. And I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to know you. And I'm telling you right now, He will be right there. Because He said, I'm close to the brokenhearted. Now I want to take this time to thank all of our faith partners. Partners, thank you for supporting this ministry, for giving to this work, this kingdom assignment that we have from God. You help us get this good news of the gospel out to as many people as we possibly can. And it is all because of God's faithfulness, but also you partners. And if you want to uh, become a partner of this ministry, if you really feel a connection and bearing witness with this ministry, come in contact with us and let us know. We would love for you to partner or just uh, pray over you or whatever it is that you need for this ministry. We thank you, and again, keep walking by faith. I'll see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.